Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Justice League podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 170 The Terror Beyond. Hi, pals. We, uh, I completely forgot we had this episode, which uh, was a kind of a delight. Oh, I'm I'm Al. I'm Maggie. And this was it, a delight. Yeah, I forgot they just straight up did a uh, Lovecraft episode. Yeah. Like I was in this just children's like, show. Some monsters showed up and I was just like, oh my, monsters. Mm-hmm. What a nice surprise for me. Yeah. No, and the monsters, every time I saw some, I was like, well, Maggie's going to love that. Well, Maggie's definitely going to love this. And mm-hmm. like, then there's some fucked up sharks and then there's yep. some... I don't know, guys with mouths where their mouths should be, but their other mouths are, mm-hmm. I don't fucking know. <laughs> and then if you scroll down to uh, my notes, you see the exact same time timestamp in me going, these monsters are great. Yep. More of this, please. Yeah. That guy's mouths are not where his mouths should be. Also, mouths, plural, that rules. Uh-huh. Yeah. Look at these fucked up sharks. It's always like, <laughs> hey, Willie, that shark's a Yankee. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck him. <laughs> Maggie, we made a shark worse. We slapped some hands on it. Well, there's a point. And look, we'll get into this when you do your summary. But uh, I'm usually I try not to spill too many plot elements. But having a look at your summary here, I think I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think anything I'm going to touch on before you do this is going to like uh, contradict or uh, you know under like undermine what you're about to tell us. I think you're probably correct. Yeah, uh, there's a, there's a point where Aquaman's got his legions of you know sea creatures helping him out and i was like fucked up shark meet my friend regular shark <laughs> you hadn't counted on a shark with no hands mm-hmm. just a it works just harder normal ass shark which uh you know evolved this way millions of years ago and just stuck with it You're like yep the shape will work for me i'm not changing yep kick his ass blahage mm-hmm. all right <laughs> well do you need to do you need to do any sort of uh, preparation for this? Let me just uh, take a sip of my water. God knows I was going to say, I see, I see what you have ahead of you, and I want to make sure you're you're ready for this. Mm-hmm. I also don't want to fun to write though. Oh, undoubtedly, but yeah. reading it may be another story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but please tell us in whatever character you see fit uh, <laughs> about the terror beyond. <clears throat> Episode opened with Grundy working night job at warehouse. Clean up some. Keep rats away, fill hours between Grundy drive Uber, Grundy drive Lyft, and Grundy work shift at Arby's. Arby's best job because Grundy get one free protein and unlimited soda if Grundy only use one cup. Anyway, army attack and... Unli- and anyway, <clears throat> anyway, army attack because army always attack when Grundy working. Lucky for Grundy, Magic Man and Wetbeard show up. Smash stupid army with big fish. This good way to smash army. Smell like beach. Grundy annoyed, though, just finished mopping floor of commissary. Magic Man and Wetbeard take Grundy back to giant penis tower with no door. Promise Grundy gold. Gold good. Gold pay for rent on apartment with six other supervillains. Maybe groceries if Grundy do good job. First job is run around a lot. Go on ship. Squid smash boat. Grundy play nearer my god to thee on violin as ship sink. Grundy have keen musical ear, but you try getting job as musician in Gotham. Grundy might as well move back into sewer. Anyway, fight Justice Friends for some reason. Grundy, no, no, why always fight Justice Friends? Justice Friends always mad about something. They rich, have friends, no problems. Grundy, crush 1%, move to woods, <laughs> get dog, grow own vegetables. 
that dream. <clears throat> Magic Man tell Grundy secret origin. Grundy dead gangster. Loose soul. Grundy say a cab. Anyway, everyone fight. Nobody have five uh, five minute discussions. Save time. Justice friends show up. Ruin good time for Grundy friends. Giant skull worm show up. Ruin everything for Justice League and also Grundy friends. This double ruin. Bad sign for everyone. Then Birdnose and Magic Man join forces. Banish skull worm temporarily and temporarily. Grundy get word a day calendar. Well, Grundy used word a day calendar from 1995. Just as good. <laughs> Wetbeard tell everyone about time his grandfather fought Skullworm hundreds of years ago. Grundy not impressed. He fight grandfather all the time. Wetbeard Bale go save kingdom from space fish. Everyone else go fight monsters in blacklight poster Grundy having college. Ugh, college. What waste of time that was. Like Grundy get degree in liberal arts. <laughs> anyway, everyone fight monsters. Birdnose fight monsters. Magic Man fight monsters. Superman fight monsters. Look, Grundy not stupid. Grundy know who Superman is. Grundy watch Lex News like everyone else. <laughs> Grundy fight monsters. Big, big skullworm. Big monsters. Skullworm kidnap Birdnose. Put her in bondage. Set up. Stupid skullworm. This is no Wonder Woman comic. <laughs> then Grundy hears skullworm talk about people's soul. Soul. That thing Grundy want even more than re than rent money. Grundy fights Skullworm, punch hole in his brain, start beating up anything, look fragile. Monster attack Grundy, Grundy save Birdnose and friends, everything work out. Grundy die, but maybe get soul back? It don't matter. Grundy rest. Friends bury Grundy in nice grave. Quiet. Out in nature. In woods, like Grundy wanted. But rent on grave, too expensive, and Grundy still need to drive lift. Anyway, this is your stop by way. Uh, yeah, just sign little thing on phone. There you go. Remember, give Grundy five stars. Ugh. $3 tip on trip across town, cheap bastard. <laughs> Fair. That might be the best summer you've done since, we, uh, since we've uh, moved from Pa to this one. Thank you. Very good. I don't know, I'm still pretty pleased with the Static Shock one that turned out to be a Are You, an a are you the Asshole? No, that was also very good. But this one, you know, I'm, I'm a sucker for doing it all in character and managing <laughs> to hit all of the salient plot points while doing that. Ugh. I just love Solomon, our Solomon Grundy so much. Well, here's some good news that you may not be aware of. Mm. This is still, despite the uh, the the very real emotional beat of his death at the end, not the last time we will see Grundy. Ah, so Grundy come back to life. Still too much to do. I mean, he's already a zombie, so it's it doesn't mm -hmm. feel too cheap for them to. But also, I remember the circumstances, and they're pretty good. Hey, our friend died. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's bury him. You mm -hmm. know, if we throw him in the lake, he might come back. Just like so, yeah, we do get his secret origin, which is mm -hmm. um, first of all, I'm amazed like mm -hmm. he he should be the most like, yeah, we've had fun with him, but he should be the most throwaway like Lex has oh, a yeah. bruiser Lex in the in the Legion of Doom. Lex has a big guy who can beat every even Superman. Give him a run for his money because he's so big and powerful. That's it. Yeah, that's his only thing is he's he's, you know, the Hulk. Yeah, we and, need like a we need like a big a big stupid guy that smashes shit. Yeah, and look, everyone they, needs that in a superhero thing, you know. And they they hit the Hulk thing hard in this one. We'll get into that more oh, in a minute. Yeah, but he doesn't deserve such a such a rich backstory and such a a nuanced like motivation. Yeah, like, like they, they really, really like, they make you love death. this character so much. Yeah. And he's uh, I I like that you mentioned you know you, as as sort of a throwaway gag that he he's got a good musical ear, but his origin took place in the jazz age. Yes. So like he could have been like, mm -hmm. he could have been one of those gangsters carrying two violin cases. And one is his actual musical instrument. And the other is a Tommy gun. 
Oh, sorry. Grab wrong case. Mm-hmm. Yes, Grundy still talk like this even before Giant Swamp Zombie. Yeah, and his name was like Jim Gangster or something. It was uh, Cyrus Gold. Yeah, that's it. I think Grundy that character. Gold. I think that character literally goes back to the actual Golden Age of comics, which that feels oh, yeah. like one of those boring ass names from back then. I believe he's a Golden Age Green Lantern villain. Or yeah, from back right. when Green Lantern didn't actually wear green. Back when Green Lantern couldn't fight wood. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, Grundy's a plant zombie made out of wood. So is he plant? Zombie? Yeah, he's plant. Yep. I, so why isn't he Swamp Things villain then? <laughs> I wondered exactly the same thing, especially since they have very similar origins. They both got thrown in the lake. I understand Swamp Things origin better, and it could be because Alan Moore went to great pains to mm-hmm. reimagine it in a way that that gave it a little gravitas and all that. Whereas yeah. Grundy was a gangster who got thrown in a swamp, and then the magic swamp brought him back to i don't know they just kind of hand wave that whatever it doesn't yeah matter. it's fine <laughs> yeah it's a but, magic swamp sometimes people come back to life don't throw uh, dead bodies in swamps okay this is the lesson you should take from this also dr fate and it's gonna be a struggle for me not to call him dr strange because i barely know either character but and, and again they hit marvel's defenders hard in this one. Oh yeah like uh aquaman is clearly the Submariner and yep. uh, Dr. Fate is clearly Dr. Strange and Grundy mm-hmm. is clearly Hulk. And yep. like I say, we're going to get another one where uh, we get a Silver Surfer in there as well, which I yeah, think it's is the, uh, yeah. the Amazo android, right? Yeah, Amazo ha- went off to the space to contemplate reality and he comes back smarter and more contemplative, like contemplative. How do you say that mm-hmm. word out loud? Uh, more thoughtful than ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, sort of a navel gazy kind of silver surfer character sure. which is funny because the silver surfer didn't have a navel but um that's why he was always gazing down there he's like i'm pretty sure i used to have one of these i know i had one where is also it? a wiener i think i used to have a wiener mm-hmm. um but uh they you know they're already they're already playing those up pretty pretty big mm-hmm. uh but uh fate says uh he was an evil man i'm like you live in a world not only with lex luthor and brainiac mm-hmm. but also you're a magic guy, so you might you've probably met the real devil. Yeah, like the actual like you've met like the 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 actual face of evil or whatever, like Yeah, and also like some pretty high ranking demons, I would mm-hmm. imagine, and, and all sorts of plus, you know, Cthulhu monsters in this. Yep. But like he says this guy from the twenties mm-hmm. who carried a Tommy gun and robbed a couple of banks. That's evil on top. The most like, look, evil man in existence. Okay. Like, look, back then, banks weren't insured and stealing money from a bank meant a lot of people lost their farms and shit. Mm. It's bad. But yeah. evil in this world? I, I don't know, man. Uh, Grundy going to stop you right there, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Grundy Rob Bank, sure. Grundy Rob Bank. Not mm-hmm. worst thing Grundy did. Like, not worst thing in world. Settle down. Have some dip. <laughs> Grundy big George Carlin fan. Grundy loved George Carlin. Could be meat, could be cake. Look like meat cake. <laughs> Grundy is meat cake. Uh, a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they make him. They make him a really like uh, sympathetic character. Yeah. Which uh, is my good thing. But let's go into your bad thing first, and then we'll. Because my. All right. So, so first in. things first. There. There's no reason for these two teams to fight. Like nope. I realize this is a trope of superheroes, and I've complained about this before. And elsewhere, oh. and a lot. Yeah, but these shows in particular like to do this mm-hmm. just because we need another action sequence here. We need another five minutes of story, whatever. Mm-hmm. 
And it's just, it's very annoying to just, like, Superman, you could, you know everyone here. Yeah. Like, you could take five minutes to go fucking, like, hey, Dr. Fate, why'd you break Grundy out of prison? That's a weird choice. And hey, there's, Aquaman. <laughs> there's a whole thing where the Justice League, like, well, these three, like, we only get three guys, which is fine. That's yeah. all you need in this story. But you get Superman, Wonder Woman, and Hawkgirl. And they sort of burst in while... Dr. Fate's basically trying to seal a portal full of demons that are going to overwhelm the entire Earth. Mm -hmm. And Superman just sort of stumbles in and starts punching things and like, hey, stop doing that. And like, guys, you could have just called the Watchtower and said, hey, by the way, there's a there's a there's a major thing. You guys don't Mm -hmm. need to get involved. It's magic. You don't have any magic guys up there. I got the scandal. But just so you know, there's a big evil and I'm taking care of it. So don't break into my tower, please. It's like, Superman, do you know how relieved you would be if Dr. Fate called and was just like, hey, magic, don't worry, don't worry about it, I got it, I got it handled. Uh, just, Superman hates magic so much. I mean, this is my good thing. Yeah. I love how, one, Superman is so mad that magic is happening. There is a point in the episode where he's just like, ugh, magic. If this were my episode, to summarize, my quote would have been, he literally, the line is just, magic. <laughs> and it's so good. <laughs> like you could you could hear him shaking his fist at the magic. But it's also a nice thing from the comics where mm-hmm. in the 50s they made him so powerful. It's like, uh, what can actually stop him other than kryptonite, which we've thought of 10,000 variations on and we really need yep. something else. Okay, magic. That's yeah. that at least opens up some new stories. Yeah. Um and it's a little like, it hasn't come up a ton in the animated series till now, but now it's like, Well, they haven't oh, touched yeah. on a whole lot of magic stuff. Well, we've done a few, but yeah. But this was a full-on Superman, like, ugh, this is something, this is, so, I'm useless against this. Mm-hmm. This is like when we go to space and Batman just sort of shrugs. Yeah, I just, you know what, I'll, you let me know when I need to kick three aliens or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But, like, but I love, I love that, like, he is completely out of his depth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he deals with that by still trying to be in charge. Well, it feels like so Dwayne McDuffie wrote both of these and you can mm-hmm. tell and we'll get into that in a minute. But yeah. um, it almost feels like he doesn't like Superman. And I don't mean that in the way that I don't think Zack Snyder likes Superman. Mm-hmm. I mean it in the way that he's like, what if he's the most useless part of the team? What if he's the yeah. one charging in without having a plan first and everyone has to hold him back? And like, like, that's a take we haven't seen before, but it didn't feel out of character either. Well, that's the thing. Like. I love how, like, he's clearly covering for the fact that all of this makes him uncomfortable and he doesn't know what to do by just, he's well, he going is, as Superman as he can, you know? He's had a lifetime of being, like, clearly the strongest guy around. Mm. And now he's in a situation where this is his, one of his main weaknesses and he can't do anything. And he's, yeah. like, he doesn't, he's got a whole lifetime of privilege to deal with. And he's like, yeah, exactly. Ugh. And he it's does like, what right. any white dude with privilege does. He continues acting as though he has power, even though he doesn't. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't worry, I got this. No, you don't. Yeah, I'll take point on this. Hey, wait a minute. We're in a whole other, like, dimension here. Maybe you should listen to me. Maybe you should play the tutorial before you start playing the game, man. Well, and I love just, like, don't fly away, idiot. Flying doesn't work like that here. Yeah, the sky is not above the ground here. It's all fucked Mm -hmm. up and eschery here. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. I know. That's why you need to settle down. That's why I have a doctorate in it, because it took me Mm -hmm. eight years to study how fucked up it is. Ugh, Grundy have doctorate in that matter. Mm Mm-hmm. But 
I agree with you. This is my good thing sort of ties in and I'm not I'm not uh, disagreeing with you on this mm-hmm. uh, that. Yeah, the the con- the pointless conflict between the two groups is yet another instance of the thing we've been saying every week for this entire season, at least mm-hmm. that. Why is this a two part or this is padded? But otherwise, there's a there's a particular thing I want to call attention to the way the story unfolds, mm-hmm. like because this starts as a personal story about Grundy. I yes. I wrote this down. The Justice League doesn't show up until eight minutes into the 20, 22 minute episode, like the first episode, like. Yeah, to the point where I didn't think they were going to show up, honestly. like Yeah, maybe it's about this other team of guys yeah. we've met before, so it's not like a whole other show or anything. But, you know. Yeah, no, it was, mm-hmm. it was in a good way. Like like I said, eight minutes, like a third into the first episode, you hadn't seen the Justice League yet. It was about Grundy, and they, they started with the Hulk thing where he's fighting mm-hmm. like tanks, and there's an army guy chasing him that's clearly uh, General Ross. Yep. What's Yeah. Um, General Thunderbolt Ross. Yep. Uh but then uh, we get his backstory and all that, and it's like, oh, he lost his soul in that that swamp thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> not not to be confused with swamp thing, mm-hmm. uh, in that swamp incident, and mm-hmm. he wants it back, and this magic guy can help him get his. Like, okay, I understand yeah. the stakes, but then things escalate, and we get Atlantean history and a giant battle on a whole other plane of existence mm-hmm. with all these like like Lovecraft monsters and all that, and and it all comes back to Grundy at the end and gets personal again. Yeah. And that's how you tell a story. Like, like the reason I have trouble following, like you heard me go on and on about realms and all that. Stuff. Oh yeah. It's because big fantasy stories, even big horror stories, anything with a lot of lore loses mm-hmm. me. If it just becomes about the lore and you lose the people. Sure. And this took a little while to, to go, you know, to, to, to weave itself around all the different things. Mm. But then it came back in the last act to, yeah, but Grundy still wants his soul back and he's going to yeah. sacrifice himself to save everyone and then he's going to die and he's forged this friendship with Hawk Girl and it's really sad. Mm-hmm. Everybody's sad and it's it's about her faith too. And it's like, oh, that's oh so you, good. You tied this up in a nice bow and got me to care again. So you didn't just, it wasn't just hang out with the people for a minute and then fight monsters for 45 minutes. It was, mm-hmm. it was, it was a personal story and I like that. Yeah. Oh, I love the whole Hawk Girl faith thing where her. Her people literally beat their god until he went away. It's, they it's very similar to the god. Klingons. Yep, I love that. It's like, yeah, god sucked, so we killed him. Yeah, they were apparently, the Thanagarians were apparently primitive, and this, you know, old, unspeakable evil shows up and says, I will give you tools and mathematics and all the, you know, all the, all the like, original advances in the game civilization that make you able to build things. Yeah, wings. Yeah, exactly. Uh, some kind of a bird nose, mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. Yep. Um, but and then they're like, "Okay, good, thanks for that, bye." <laughs> yeah. And now so, uh, the 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 matter of the bill. Uh, oh no, I don't think we'll be doing that. Actually, no. In fact, what we have to say about that is, "Ha!" <laughs> <laughs> what I what I like. Oh is no, <laughs> there's a their planetary motto. <laughs> there's a thing that. Uh, comes up in a couple of Terry Pratchett books, and he does it for laughs, but not entirely for laughs. Mm-hmm. The idea of an atheist in a world where gods clearly exist. Yep. That's what she is. She's looking at these things head on. She knows these are the things from the stories that literally, like, lifted her planet and made her people, you know, enlightened or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, fuck that. I'm going to kill them. Yep. But then when Grundy, like, his dying words are like my I'm going to find my soul again, right? I'm going to I'm going to 
go. And she's like, no, there's no. And then she realizes, wait a minute. And it's such a good moment of like, of course, you have to lie to him. He's going to die in a moment. Mm-hmm. And also, this is what religion is for. Yeah. Because he's terrified and he needs something and you just need to shut up and let him believe it because it's, it's, it's going to be, be okay, so much worse right? if you don't. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be okay. And so it's great for for her to have that thing where mm-hmm. it's like, uh, yeah, you know what? I don't believe this, but I understand that he needs to. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to shut up for a minute. And it's it's weird yeah. that Hawkgirl goes through this whole arc of being the reasonable one while Superman is charging off and punching things. It's great. Yep. <clears throat> well, Superman's having kind of a bad day. But they've kind of switched, switched places in a way. Mm-hmm. I like it. Well, There's it, a bit. It, oh, go ahead. It's just Hawkgirl knows what this is. Yeah. So she doesn't have that out of her depth thing. It's just like, yeah, no, this is God. Like, look, mm-hmm. I can kick God's ass. I've done it before. I'll do it again. Whatever. Look, there's a reason I'm the only one who's making any headway here because my mace is built mm-hmm. to, to kill gods. <laughs> this machine kills gods. Yep. <laughs> um, We're going to punch our way into God's brain, fight the monsters that live in there, and then murder God. Mm-hmm. Didn't I make this joke a week or two ago? The, uh, what is it, dethrone God? Mm-hmm. I don't remember the exact reference, but it was something, you know, something that the gays were I don't supposed know, to be but doing. The or... defenders who were basically the gay Justice League have shown up, so Yeah. Um but she's got this great it felt like a throwaway, just a one liner where they're fighting and Wonder Woman goes, Hera help me and she goes, Why do you do that? Does Hera ever actually help you? And it's mm-hmm. like, Okay, that's cute, calling her out for the thing she says a lot. Yeah. Of course, then the DC Wiki has to step in and say, Wonder Woman has only ever said this three times. Shut up. You know, but um, I thought that was it. And then near the end, she's like, oh, I get it. I get why you say that now. Mm. And it was a nice like, oh, no, this is part of the whole thematic thing. This isn't just a joke. It's like a it's a callback and a and a like it's really hot girl figuring some shit out. And yeah, I don't know. I like that. Like it's some good themes in this episode. Yeah. I also like. Uh, I'm a big fan of, like, the world-building stuff that ties everything together. Like, Mm -hmm. first, we learn a bit more about Thanagar, which we know fuck all about at this point. Absolutely. Like, we get uh, Hot Girl's name here for the first time, I think. Yeah, we do. I I had to double-check on that, but yeah, Shire Hall is her name, and she's never said it before. It's Um, just Hot Girl. Yeah. Uh, Which she probably hates, by the way. Oh, yeah. Look, if I showed up and someone just called me Shirt Girl, I would be so fucking mad. (laughs) But also, if you were on a place where they called shirts something else because, like, they don't even have, you know, like, they don't have hawks on her planet, probably. They named her oh, after no. a bird we know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I was going, uh, Crow Girl, shut up. Caw. What? <laughs> but, uh, I would absolutely be Crow Girl and you know it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you just grab uh, Green Lantern's shiny ring. Yeah. <laughs> And it would um, work because I would bring a stick. Yeah. But uh, th- it, it ties that in. It ties in like this is how Atlantis sank. Like it it sort of. And the flashback we get to Atlantis while it was still, you know, on the surface mm-hmm. looked a lot like the Mo Fear stuff from last week. It's like, oh, oh yeah. In barbarian times. They had sorcerer kings. Okay. Uh, I, get, I get it. This so is... it, all, it all kind of fits in this yeah. animated universe's like version of it. And. My bad thing is I liked all that, but uh, there's a real hand wavy thing near the end of that where they're like, mm. uh, the spell that stopped the gods also stopped, like, was also a spell that prevented Atlantis from sinking. And so mm-hmm. it started sinking. Like, what? 
I absolutely was like, maybe you shouldn't have built your city on a spell spell? that keeps it from floating. I I didn't. It was it was some real hand wavy. Oh shit! This exposition's gone on too long. Let's just yeah. It doesn't matter. Just get on bail. Yeah, but uh, that's like it could have been like something like the gods. Their their last the last strike they did before they went away was like sunk our island and then went in their hole or whatever. But Mm -hmm. uh, whatever. It's a very minor. It's, It's it's fine. But also, come on. It's all just so well constructed. Otherwise, like the oh like no, I said, my anti-sinking Atlantis spell. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't understand. But no, and I like Aquaman's here, and I love the whole anti-hero angle on him, where it's mm-hmm. like, I thought he was on our side. Well, he was last time. I don't know what the fuck his problem is now, and that's just that's just this Aquaman. Yeah, just a I real grump. <laughs> yep, I like it. And I only did it because I want to help Atlantis. Okay. I still yeah. only want to help Atlantis. I got to go because, like, look, Atlantis. Yeah, look, Atlantis happens to be on Earth, and if there's mm-hmm. something we need to save the Earth from, then our interests overlap. Otherwise, I do not give a fuck. Yeah. I left the stove on back in Atlantis, so I should really <laughs> check on that. I liked uh, Diana is fighting. Okay, so here's another small bad thing. Mm-hmm. At one point, the people, like, the, the three guys from the Justice League are fighting these these three guys, and it's like, Okay, Grundy's fighting. I think Grundy was fighting Hot Girl at that point. Uh, probably. And then, no, he's fighting Superman. And then, oh yeah, uh, oh, Hot Girl's yeah, fighting Doctor Fate because she wants to use her mace to ring his helmet like a bell, That's which I so like. Fucking funny. But and then they have Wonder Woman and Aquaman, who are both sort of very earnest, no sense of humor characters. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's no quipping; they're just sort of scowling and hitting each other, and like yeah. From a dynamic, making the fight interesting to watch and listen to standpoint, this is not very a good, very good choice. Well, and there's interesting things you could do with those two because they've got all yeah. the like they're both royalty, you know, like they're both royalty, can... and they're both from ancient civilizations that don't yeah. quite fit in with with the rest of like mainstream humanity. Like we could easily have like the uh, uh yes the Thamascarians and the Atlanteans have known each other or whatever, you know. Yeah, we like, have a treaty. We shouldn't be fighting. There. Yeah. Like, the rest of these guys are assholes, but we know, you know, we've known what's what for 10,000 years, right? Mm-hmm. But, but instead, um, let's just, uh, let ha- let's have Stoic off. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, uh Diana's kind of kicking his ass, and then Aquaman, like, she foolishly allows the fight to, to get into the water. I'm like, don't go in there, that's his house. <laughs> you, you got him up here, but come on. Oh, he jumped into the ocean. Well, I can fight in the ocean as well as anybody. <laughs> I mean, I'll have to keep uh, surfacing to hold my breath every two minutes, but... Oh, I'm sorry. Is Diana, is your name Water Woman? Uh-huh. Oh, God. <laughs> Try throwing that lasso while you're, like, you know, five fathoms deep. Kick his ass, Divana. <laughs> Terrible. Mm-hmm. It's actually really good. <laughs> um, What else? Uh, let's see here. It opens with some great Hulk shit. Like, oh yeah, I'm watching it and like humming the '80s animated series theme. Da, 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 da. Yep. Yeah. That was that was my jam. That ran. That it was that it was uh, Spider Man and his amazing friends and that. Yep. Like, I think that was my first big superhero thing. Honestly, like, I. So I used to rent these Marvel uh, uh, VHS tapes from our mm-hmm. local. 
and it was just it was a bunch of random episodes of shows like from the 60s yeah, whatever, to like probably whatever they could get the rights to like whatever was cheap yeah exactly so you had like the the 70s fantastic four you had like the 60s captain america where mm-hmm. it was just like like oh, at the clutch cargo mouths where none of exactly nothing else moves yep Yep. But so the end is 10 minutes of Stan Lee narrating other videos you could watch featuring yep. other Marvel characters. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have any of the Hulk videos, but the Hulk opening credit sequence yep. from the 80s cartoon was one of the coolest things I had ever seen in my life. Yes. Same. It's just, and I watched it every week on Saturday morning and it was like, you know, mm-hmm. it was the highlight of my week. Yeah. So just good. the Hulk beating the shit out of shit, and then he'd go into like a room with like spikes closing, and then he'd yep. turn to the Hulk, and yep. there would be like an ant guy there for no reason. Mm-hmm. It was the well, coolest show ever. And I I went back and rewatched it not long ago, and yeah, of course it's cheesy early '80s stuff, but it's um yeah. they worked in like there wasn't this weird thing where different studios own different pieces of Marvel or whatever. They just worked in everybody. There's Dr. Doom mm. this week. Here's the X-Men. Ah. Here's like, just everybody was in that. It was great. Oh, that's awesome. Between that and Spidey's amazing friends, which they were, they existed in the same universe. So they crossed mm-hmm. over too. Oh, I love that too. Yeah. I remember the episode where they're like, Hey, how does Spider-Man afford all this crap in his apartment? Yeah. Iron Man put it there. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, I so there's a real cute moment with Grundy mm-hmm. where uh, Doctor Fate's girlfriend, wife, partner. It, it, I don't is it know. Lisa? I don't even know what her name. You you would know better than I. You you would think, but no. Okay. Um, and look, there were a decent amount of women in this, like with mm-hmm. some agency, but she was not one of them. No. Like this is a after Grundy, this is a hot girl story, and you mm. know Wonder Woman had some stuff to do too. Like it was, you know, as far like this was no Brave and the Bold. I want to be clear. Yeah. Now <laughs> but, it's it's very. Uh, uh, we have Doctor Strange. We should probably have a Wong. Yeah. But um, she brings a plate of cookies for the boys, and mm. um, Grundy goes in to scarf all of them, like grab them all all yep. up in one of his giant mitts, and then he stops and he gets this adorable look on his face, like a dog. Like, mm-hmm. can I? Is it okay? And she's like, take as many as you want. And then he continues. And it's just so cute. <laughs> it's really, it's like, look, Aquaman's not going to eat cookies, okay? Yeah, they're not from Atlantis. Mm-hmm. No Atlantean cookies, I see. Mm-hmm. They would get soggy. Yeah, look, you want to fish cookies? Blech. Uh, <laughs> put out a thing of goldfish crackers. Yeah, and then Catwoman shows up and eats them, so. <laughs> um... But something I noticed, too, because right after that, uh, Dr. Fate enters through a giant glowing onk. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of the earlier scene where Aquaman enters on a giant sea serpent. And it's just yep. like, I wonder if these two have a who's more dramatic off. <laughs> they just have to enter a room in the most dramatic, attention-grabbing way possible. Hello, it is I. And here's my entire crap. Mm-hmm. Oh, he comes in on an onk. All right. Well, I get okay. Whatever. I law grandi. <laughs> I shouldn't. I shouldn't mock. I'm sorry because that's his real accent and is actually really cool. Mm. But <laughs> he comes off a little Tordovian to me from time. So that's sure. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Oh, I love the bits. So I, I was talking about Aquaman being kind of an antihero and mm-hmm. Hot Girl saying, "What do? You, what, why? Why are you giving him the benefit of the doubt? He's doing bad shit." And Superman's like, oh, let's hear him out. And and Hawkgirl says, do you ever get chafed straddling the fence? <laughs> like, yeah, you you weak-ass centrist fucking Neville yeah, Chamberlain asshole. 
Mm-hmm. I like oh, it. I don't know about that. We better hear both sides. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Superman. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. In the marketplace of ideas. All right, buddy. I feel bad putting those words in Superman's mouth. I'm sorry. I See, I was thinking more of, like, Joe Biden or somebody. Like, Oh, yeah. Somebody you want to be a strong representative of, you know, your side and instead wants to hear both sides. It's like, come on, man. We just had four Joe, years of that. On, can you, you can you over can you correct a bit? Can you overcorrect a bit, please? Could you throw us half of a bone, maybe? Oh, I don't know. Oh, the deficit. That's a that's a, that's a pretty good Biden. <laughs> I don't know what he sounds like. Uh, let's see. I for a minute I didn't realize it was the nth metal mace. Do they ever say that out loud? That that's the thing that so. allows her to to. I mean, it's sort of implied because, like, hey, her people fought these guys, so she's equipped to do it. Yeah. It, but, it's always hard for me because I can, like, I go into all this crap just knowing all of this off the top of my head. But it's different sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because the That's show's. That's the thing. And then I, you know, and then it's like, oh, right, no, that makes me wrong. Okay. Like, your natural assumption seeing Hawkgirl is, okay, where's Hawkman? Where's, uh, yeah. where's Carter Hall? And, like, he'll show up later but not the way you remember no and i appreciate that honestly because carnival yeah. kind of sucks well yeah but they do oh he does he sucks in here too oh good um, but not in the way you th- like it's fun mm. um but they, no they streamline a lot of stuff and they modernize a lot of stuff and they make it simpler and so yeah the stuff you know from the comics might not be the same but yeah for a while i was under the impression that she like, it had nothing to do with the mace. It was just her. It was just her brute force smashing. It was like, the way to the way to break magic is to just hit it really hard. Like, I know you can mm-hmm. hit pretty hard, Superman, but but really hard. That, that, that's the thing. Superman, you can hit really hard, but you're not mad about it. And you're not carrying, like, a, a, a pointy, blunt object, which, which mm-hmm. does help a little. Like, you have the strength mm-hmm. of your arm, but my arm is magnified by this thing. Yes. I mean, honestly, you don't need that. Like, it work. It just works if it's. Yeah. It's like no, her lack of faith makes it work as well as if she had like a magical anti-magical mace. You know, that makes sense too. Like, yeah, the fact that these guys obviously believe it because it's in front of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Hot Girl's got this sort of extra strength, like denial, because even though it's a thing she's punching, she still doesn't think it's real. Yep. <laughs> Which is great. Which is also irritating. It's like, I can't believe I have to fight this thing that's not real. This is so annoying. Mm-hmm. I don't even believe it's in like, this. It's like me in church when I was 21. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, I do like, there's a, for a little while, because Grundy uh, volunteered to be like the sacrifice or whatever for mm-hmm. this magical ritual. And, and they raised the very valid question, can Grundy make decisions like that for himself mm. and which could have gotten into a real ethical gray area because you get yeah. into like i mean i don't know how to i, I want to say it as sensitively as i can but like mentally challenged people mm. can, can they are they legally is it okay for them to make decisions that affect them if they don't entirely understand what they're deciding you know like yeah I, d- d- framing that in a story with solomon grundy like wow well that's some heavy shit I- guys yeah, one of the bits I really loved about that was Superman arguing with, I think it was Dr. Fate, about Grundy. While Grundy is in the background and Superman's not talking to him. Yeah. He's just doing that, like... Yeah, the grown-ups are talking. 
shut up. I'm t- shut up. I know what's right for you here. Yeah. Now, I'm Superman. as the person who it. knows what's right for him. That's why I say it felt like Dwayne McDuffie doesn't really like Superman. And that's not a bad like, again, it's not that he doesn't respect the character. Yeah. It's just that he kind of took a look at his actions in the past and his role in the group. And like, mm. no, actually, this guy would be a little shitty, maybe. Well, I'm, like, I, that's my thing about why, like, he fits in so well here, because he doesn't fit in at all. And, yeah. like, it adds so much to, like, everything, like, all the conflict that's going on is you've got this guy who's just, like, completely out of his depth and is mad about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? There is a lot of, like, like all the monsters and, you know, fish monsters and bugs and all that mm-hmm. stuff, just getting appendages ripped off and yeah. eyes punched in and like, but I I guess all the violence is okay as long as it's like an imagined, you know, like that thing that it's doesn't It's unreplicatable violence. Yeah, it? but like, it's okay if it's robots, but mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen this level of violence against something biological before. No, the uh, standards and practices is like, well, look, no, no child can actually find a, a monster with hands on it, with mouths on its hands, so it's fine. They can do whatever they want to it. Well, first they're going to play God and make one, and then they're going to mm-hmm. do that. That's mm-hmm. that's so much worse. <sighs> yeah. Damn it, standards and practices. I also, I, I genuinely liked the monster design throughout this thing. Like, I, yeah. I thought, like, yeah. On the one hand. Uh, I'm never scared by anything like this. Like, it's not mm-hmm. disturbing or scary to me. And it it feels like a Mad Libs thing. Put mouth on foot. Okay, fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, but, not, I'm not scared. They're cool. Okay. But the, the sort of the final boss, mm-hmm. the Grundy's fighting, was a real letdown after all the, like, like 40 minutes of, of oh, pretty the big, solid monsters. Of the black big black thing with the teeth. It yeah, looked, yeah, yeah. It looked like the... The knockoff alien puppet at the end of Spaceballs. Yep. I thought it looked like one of the Izzes from uh, the Max. I don't know if anyone remembers uh, that I'm show. not familiar with that, but I'm sure many listeners are. Mm. Like, that was, a, that was a pretty big one. I just missed it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, for all the other ones, it's like, this is, this is like a, like an alien xenomorph sanded down so you can't tell exactly what it is. But it's yep. like, come on, you could do better than this. I've seen you do better than this the whole time. There's all these, I, like, it, it It felt like they were trying to do something different. Just like, no, okay, you, you fought all the all these monsters, but yeah, this it's is the final like, boss. It should be different. Yeah. But it mostly it's just like, all right, well, big black mm-hmm. tea. Okay, yeah, we've all seen Alien, all right? Mm-hmm. And I keep seeing Alien every time Star Trek or anything else wants to rip it off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think- I'm behind on Star Trek, but I heard they did another one of those. Well, they did, but- also, I was felt like I was safe saying that because they'd done thirty of them before. Oh yeah, and so has every other again? science fiction thing. Like it's it's just yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the line, uh, where the the monster's trying to get Hot Girl back on its side, and it says Ixul who has faith mm-hmm. in you, and she says, "Yeah, so do I," and then smashes yeah. it. <laughs> Team atheist. Yep. I don't have faith in you. I have faith in me. Yeah. Go get him. Yep. Uh, uh, anything else? That's about all I have. Yeah, I think so. Hang on a sec. Let's see here. A lot of Grundy talk. Most of that made it into the summary. Well, yes. I mean, it's good stuff. I think that might be it. Varwell, uh, you got a quote? Uh, I do got a quote. It is, uh, what was it? Scroll back up. What's some uh, Grundy and Hot Girl act? Oh, yeah, it's a Grundy and Hot Girl. Birdnose helps Grundy. 
Rose and her friends hate Grundy. Grundy, help Birdnose. Birdnose, help Grundy, okay? Excuse me, Hot Girl Smash. I lo- like we we talked a little about their friendship, but I it mm-hmm. it I really liked it. Like it felt, you know, I always complain about this when two characters meet for the first time and by mm-hmm. the end we're expected to believe they've fallen in love or become great friends or will hate each other for you know like real passionate yeah. real strong feelings and it's like in half an hour I don't buy it but here she was devastated and I completely believed it they well, really formed it, this bond it was great yeah it's very much a we're not so different you and I we both really like breaking things yeah they they have almost nothing in common but they do mm-hmm. have that yes you can bond over that yeah I suppose so Breaking stuff rules. Yeah, but, you know, Hawkgirl and Green Lantern have one or two other things in common. That's why they're doing I mean, that's fine. Like, listen, listen I'm not shipping Hawkgirl and uh, Grundy. I might be a little bit. That's fine. Mm-hmm. It's not my thing, but go off. Well, I mean, I, I'm not going to go off, but, you know, <laughs> I'll be here. I'm just saying if you wanted to go off, you could. No, I'm good. All right. All right. Anything else? I think that's everything. All right. Well, then that's all for this time, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Next time we will be doing an episode what is called Secret Society. No, interesting. Which I do not know. Is that Suicide Squad? That can't be right. Uh, I don't think so. Suicide Squad shows up in JLU. It's possible they show up before. I know they but... do Suicide Squad at some point. They don't call it yeah. that. but uh... No, they call it Task Force X, and it, yeah. is, it is in JLU for sure. But it's it's certainly possible they do another one before that. Secret uh, Society just sounds like uh, Legion of Doom again. Yeah, already. exactly. Which it might be, but like Lex, I you know, slight spoilers. Lex forms variations on the Legion of Doom for you know the entirety mm-hmm. of the rest of the show. Like that's true. Um, <laughs> it's just, I'm getting the wrong guys. I got to get the right guys. Okay, Grundy's dead. So let me try this again. I'm not calling the Joker again. Wait, Gee, no, I maybe didn't, I didn't call just... him last time. He found us. Maybe I should. I mean, I should start with the Joker and just get him out of the way. What, what I should do is call him, invite him, make him feel really welcome, and then he won't want to come. <laughs> Whatever you do, I'm going to ruin it. Yeah, I know. You're the Joker. That's your deal. That's my deal. Mm-hmm. So I'll say you're in charge. This is whole, mm-hmm. your whole deal. I don't trust it. I don't like it. I'll, I'm going to stay here and bug that guy who stepped on my foot. <laughs> hey, That's Joe, my why'd you step on my foot? I'm going to terrorize you for the rest of your life. Uh, maybe don't. Oh. oh, have we mentioned before mm. uh, that Mark Hamill is the voice of oh, Solomon Grundy? Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Like, I'm usually pretty good at spotting voices, but yeah. his Grundy voice so good. Like, it's mm-hmm. I, I would not know without the, you know, I can hear it when I'm listening for it. Yeah. I did not know. Well, this is like the most Grundy's ever talked to, you know? That's true, but he still had enough that you could get a handle on him if, mm. you know. If you were so inclined, but I, I yeah. was not. Uh, apparently, though, Ixulhu, I look, it's Cthulhu, okay? Yeah, it's it's it's, keep... it's a big it's a big squid dragon monster. Like also, it, look, it's obvious what it is, but mm-hmm. they're going out of their way to say it's not Cthulhu because, which is weird, because Lovecraft's been dead for a hundred years, and mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure all that's in the public domain anyway. But uh, it whatever. is. Um, but uh, he was voiced by Rob Zombie, apparently. Oh, that's cool. Which I am only aware of. Like, I don't think I know any of his work at all, like his music or his mm. movies, but I know he does that stuff. So, yeah, I know he's a big horror guy. So it's cool that, you know, mm-hmm. and I just assume, oh, we need a zombie. Well, the uh, Grundy probably knows him. Yeah. 
Those guys all know each other. Let me call this zombie. Hello, Rob Zombie. This Grundy. This this swamp zombie. <laughs> we cousins. It your cousin. Solomon Grundy. You know new horror experience you're looking for? <laughs> Listen to this. Mm. Ugh, uh, Grundy can't believe he ripped Grundy off. <laughs> At least 10% finder's fee. Like, Grundy not ask for much here. Ugh. Static warn, Grundy. Record company business is shady. <laughs> Static, repeatedly try to warn Grundy. Grundy not listen. Ugh, Grundy go back to drive Uber. At least then Grundy know he being fucked. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Well, uh, that's all for this. Thing. Oh, and Amanda should be joining us next week. I may have mentioned that last week. She had a had a prior engagement uh, mm. today, unfortunately, and couldn't make it. But she will be here next week for that. So uh, yeah, for all you offenders out there. <laughs> uh, let's see. Our um, website, as ever, kidslovebatman.com. Um, you can write to us, kidslovebatmanpodcast at Gmail. We are coming near the end of Justice League, so we'll be doing a mail show in the next few weeks. So if you have yes. something to say to us, please please write to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are, I, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I think this is correct, no longer using X. No, I have completely bailed. It made me so... Yeah. I was talking about this the other day and just like, I kept on, I kept on Twitter for a bit longer, but... They changed the icon to that stupid X, and every time mm-hmm. I saw it on my phone, I got so angry that I, like, hate-deleted it. Uh, they've, this week, taken away the ability to block people. Oh, well, then I'm definitely fucking gone. Mm-hmm. What, you, you don't think you as a trans woman are just be completely fine without uh, the ability to filter out horrible, hateful things? That's weird. No, sounds great. Also, like... One of the things I did to amuse myself, I blocked people constantly on Twitter. Well, you always blocked the ads, right? People. Like anytime you got a sponsored thing, you're just like, fuck that. That's yeah, bad. I blocked it automatically. They had no idea what to advertise to me. I got the weirdest shit. Mm-hmm. That's a fun experience. If you have to be advertised to, that's that's mm-hmm. one way to like, okay. Well, I, I've, I've been on for 13 years and I've been blocking ads for as long as that's been an option. Yeah. So like, yeah, they have no idea, you know? Yeah. Um, but. And I don't want to speak for you, but I am on Blueski now, mm-hmm. which may be pronounced another way, but I'm saying Blueski. I'm trying Blueski, and you can find me pretty easily. Uh, yeah, I'm using the same name. I'm Algar. But like I haven't everywhere. really. I yeah. I enjoying not honestly, you know. Yeah, I mean, I have a toe in the water, and if a few more people go there, I might be using it more actively. But but yeah. it seems like this is the thing that's going to take. So yeah, you know, I'm, our show I'm has a small an- presence there. I'm keeping an eye on it, but... uh... Well, it turns out it was made by the people who made Twitter before that guy got there. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were trying to improve it in a lot of ways. Yeah. And so it looks the same, it acts the same, you know, all that. So, Mm. but who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Uh, But I'd rather do our show about billionaires ruining the world with robot suits instead of just ineptitude. Uh, Ideally. Yeah. All right, uh, but that's all for this time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, see you, folks. Twala, Grundy. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar-Watt. Copyright 2023, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun. Fun.